fucking helping though. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's cool. Hello geeks, fanboys, fangirls, otakus. Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop with the Franchise and Biko. It's the podcast that's pretty much anything in the world of pop culture. I am your host, the Franchise, and of course, joining me is my co-host, my brother, Biko. What's up, guys? And joining us right here at the table is also our roommate and friend, Mondo. Hey, everybody. Uh, we want to jump off. This is going to be more much a Marvel-centric episode. We've never done a Marvel-centric episode. Um... Let's jump off. Hopefully, you guys took the opportunity to go see Captain Marvel. I know me and Beagle did, and of course, Mondo want to go see it, and we want to give you guys, you know, our opinion of Captain Marvel. Pretty much, there are going to be spoilers, so we are going to have, you know, spoiler guys. If you haven't seen it, you know, get a chance, go see the movie. I enjoyed it myself. It was actually really good. It's great to see Captain Marvel finally make an appearance on the screen. And pretty much, you know, answers the question, you know, if you are, if you saw Infinity War, you saw that Easter egg in the end of the last credits of, you know, who Nick Fury was, like, you know, paging. Then, of course, you saw the symbol, you know, it was Captain Marvel. And, of course, it was announced years ago that Captain Marvel was being, the, the film was being developed, with Brie Larson being the title, title character, which, to me, honestly, was a great choice. You know, they could have gone with some other, you know, actor, actresses, but... Brie Larson, I mean, you know, it's like somebody, oh wow, she can play a superhero? I mean, we all said the same thing about Paul Rudd playing Ant-Man, look what happened, he killed it. I mean, Paul Rudd's also known doing comedies and, you know, not seen as like the action guy, so it's kind of like, you know, they brought in Brie Larson, like you saw her, this is like her second comic book style film, because the first one she did was in Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, where she played one of Scott's, oh, yeah. like, one of, one of his ex, <laughs> basically. She was Envy Adams. Yeah, she was pretty good. Yeah, I think, I mean, with I mean, Paul Rudd and Brie Larson, I think it was definitely a case of them hiring an actor who had the right acting ability and personality for the character... And then trusting that they can train them to do action, as opposed to going out and grabbing some random, you know, uh, you know, wrestler, martial artist, MMA person that could definitely handle, you know, do intense action scenes. I'm sure, and I'm sure a bunch of them could be good actors, but I think they are doing this the right way, and they're going for someone who can deliver like as much dramatic energy to. A role as possible and then worrying about the you know the physical aspect of it afterwards mm-hmm. I thought she did great uh yeah I I think she did great for what she had to deal with I'm assuming from whatever writing or script that they gave him. Uh, okay, so, like, uh, if you aren't familiar how Marvel does their origin movies, um, definitely give it a look. All you, got, you don't have to go too far. There's only a couple within the characters, obviously, that are going to introduce in the universe. And they all pretty much play out the same. Um, and then, I want to say in the beginning of the cinematic universe, they did try a little harder. And then once they... Uh, I want to say after... <clears throat> I was after Ant-Man, that's where, like, the origin stories became less, 
less unique and more and more kind of formulaic. Not that the other movies aren't, but the or as far as origin ones go, it was pretty formulaic. I'm not saying it like it, this movie was it was fine. Like I'm, I don't hate it. Uh, I actually don't mind it. It kind of it was very similar to Black Panther to me in a sense because we knew. Um, what was nice about this character, at least, that Black Panther didn't get, that Black Panther actually got, uh, was a chance that he was in Civil War, at least, for a good chunk of the movie. And Captain Marvel was only mentioned from a after credit scene, and then for her being, a, obviously, maybe not a familiar character to people who only know the movie universe, who haven't looked up more shit beyond that. Then, yeah, like, it's pretty familiar how she is, and I think they played it off like that. The the character was already somewhat strong, a strong figure as it is, knowing that she wasn't human, that she's, like, Kree and half Kree and half something else. So it's like she, people knew that she wasn't from this world, so that helps. Uh, But people were still able to relate to that more or less because it being such a strong female role for Brie Larson uh, coming off of that at least coming off of The Room I think was a, a, a it's more of a, it's based on a book so it's a drama film but she got a lot of like Oscar nods with that so I think that's coming from that to this wasn't so hard of a transition because she, she was a strong female in that one too so I think what helped is that people were able to see the character in action finally because it's like oh well this is the last person to come into the fight for Endgame so it's like it was nice that we're able to get a movie in March and then yeah. Avengers Endgame in April it's like it's amazing it's a good transition yeah I like I think that was smart on Marvel's part to be like let's just release some back to back in the month because why we because we have Spider Man coming up in what July <laughs> which is what like the first week of July maybe. Like, I don't remember the week. And then we got Dark Phoenix. That's pretty like, much... So this whole this whole year is nothing but familiarity. These are all characters who are familiar. So they played it smart, which I'm sure they didn't plan it with the other two properties, but it was great for them in the end of the in the end of the grand scheme of things. Because Fox will get their cut at the end of the year with that one movie, because they're going to get their cut from all three of these properties coming out this year. So, I'm sure Disney is going to gladly give all that up. So, what I'm saying, like, as far as Captain Marvel goes, it could have easily been a fault. Just how I'm sure they viewed Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Who who knew how that was going to stick? So, with this one, I feel like at the end of the day, they don't don't care anymore. Because they're getting money with that. They're getting money with Doctor Strange when he came out. All these movies weren't the greatest, but they weren't bad either. So, they're collecting their money. So, I think Captain Marvel was just another one that kind of just, like, let's put it in there. And we know we're going to get our investment. And it just helped that, like, it was a female strong character. And they're, like, even... I mean, it's, it's the second... What is it, the second grossing or the highest grossing now? Yeah, it's been really... I think it's, like, getting up there right now. Something... I haven't read the... I haven't read mass, the like, it was, it was some record they broke. It's approaching one billion. I just don't remember... And is I it, like, domestic or, like, worldwide, though? Yeah. I don't know, but it's like the the highest grossing one for like uh, I don't know if it's female led maybe yeah something, yeah. but I mean, it, it broke something. 
It broke a record. So, like, I'm, I'm not saying the movie's bad either, So, it, but, like, the mess, the marketing was incredible for that movie. Incredible. And I like the fact it takes place in the 90s ago, a decade that has not like, been, like, visited in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So you got that, that nostalgia factor because he's got her, like, you know, the 90s, got blockbuster video coming on that one scene where she's, like, crashing and it's like she lands in a blockbuster video. They see all those, like... Of course, they try to blurry all those old bit. VHSs Little and stuff, things. and then um, she's wearing a nine. She's dressed as grunge. She's wearing a nine inch nails. Was kind of hilarious. Um, Did you see the nine inch nails limited t-shirt. edition T shirt? Is that oh. what they're releasing? That white? No, Nine Inch Nails uh, like was approached by Marvel, and they they talked about it, and they did because uh, I think it's what gray. In the movie, it's gray. It was like, like a, a white shirt with the gray lettering. It was like the gray lettering. Faded out lettering. Yeah. Like faded um, out lettering, yeah. So the, the limited edition one was, it's it's the Nin block, and uh-huh. it's got her star, her like little star, like just in black line work behind it. Oh, like if you so didn't cool. know what it was, you that's wouldn't cool. know. It was cool as hell looking. Fuck! All but right, I, I, well, like, all right, well, look at I almost bought that. it that day. I was like, no, Shit, it was like fifty bucks. <laughs> it was something like that. It was only available Fuck on the guys. Nine Inch Nail. And you know what? I want to get it just so Ivan can be jealous. It's like, hey, Trent Reznor, calmed on this shirt, yep. and he was like, to to what is it, Brie Larson? It's You're like, welcome. There you go. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I thought it was. I mean, I. There's only so many different ways that they did origin stories back in the day. Yeah. And I think this was another time. Too. Yeah. <laughs> like all, all white guys in science accidents. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I think they tried to shake the formula up here a little bit with it being, uh, you know, the, we as an audience didn't know what her final origin details would be. Because they were going to change it to make it work with the movies. So, oh yeah, that's right. They had to change a couple things. That was so weird to make it more realistic. But I mean, that's the way. If if you look at the way these movies are structured, they try to make it relevant, but at the same time, more like a realistic type approach. Which is like they got they got to have to make it itself that they they are existing in this world. No, that's what it, the way they made these films. They got to be existing in this world. Like that's why when you do all these newscasts, they get like you know people that. Are relatable like they'll have like Bill Maher make an appearance in the movie or something like doing talking about you know Tony Stark or something. No, but you know what I mean. Like I, I understand. I feel like what you were alluding to was, um, you know, when when what Nick Fury was typing out the the Avenger Initiative. But, Do you not notice that like it kind of. <laughs> I all right disclosure. I've been watching a lot of damn like theory videos on this thing after because <laughs> that's what I do after watching a fucking Marvel movie. I have to go look at everybody's things and then to hype myself for Endgame. But nonetheless, they somebody pointed out that like when Nick Fury was pointing typing out the Avenger Initiative, they have to change the name of the Captain America movie. The first he's not the first Avenger. Well, he's he's the one, first signed on one like that well, they were reached the first, out for. Right? He's the first hero that we know of in this universe. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because if you go, like, like timeline-wise, timeline-wise, right, yeah. if they want to go that route. But isn't it hilarious that he didn't create it until after he met this celestial being that happened to be at this spot while him and the other guy were pulled over for another case? Like, that was hilarious how they Coulson. did that. <laughs> but, like, yeah, we got to see Coulson so, on the screen again. That was, like, awesome. And he had hair. And it's crazy to see Nick Fury with hair. It's like... We got uh, you. <laughs> I, no, like, I mean, it's it's Sam Jackson. It's just weird. It's, it's not it's not weird to see him in a movie anymore. Honestly, uh, I don't know. that he's what I what I found funny is that like they 
that's the one of the only gripes I have about this is that like they kind of like forcibly soup spoon fed this whole thing. It's like all right, we're shoving the last character in. We might we're gonna ham fist a couple things and cut around uh, other things. All you need to know is that she got her powers from a blast on the alien ship with that technology. Cool, like. Not the best meanings of them getting their powers, but I'll allow it. Because we never saw... We saw, what, two, maybe five minutes of the Black Panther thing? It's like, oh, let's sip this purple juice. So, whatever. The, like, everything's kind of ham-fisted. And then when the the hall, they just show what, how he got... Iron Man's building a shit in the cave. Like, we're not yeah, getting well, anything elaborate. Yeah, because, like, the origins are, like, almost by definition, ridiculous. Yeah, they're I mean, all like, ridiculous. Like, you have to yeah. just sort of, like, buy into it. Uh, you know, and you just kind of, like, allow it. Like, okay, like, she got hit by energy from the Tesseract. Crazy ass shit, yeah. Um, oh, but what I was going to say, though, is, like, you know, we didn't know what they, like, what they decided to change or leave or adapt from, like, all the comics to make this, you know, the Captain Marvel from the movies. We didn't know, but she didn't know either. So, like, instead of it being, like, your typical, you know, regular person hits something weird, has an obstacle, like, you know, makes a decision, all those other things. Like, we weren't following her on that journey. We were following her on who am I, what am I going to discover about myself. So we were discovering her as she was discovering herself, which I thought was a nice break from Mm -hmm. the regular origin run. Like, you know, everybody, a lot of people complain that Doctor Strange is too similar to Iron Man. Yeah. Like, in the the arc of... Same thing with Captain Marvel. You know, uh, but I thought they at least tried to switch the formula or the structure of it. Yeah, yeah. it's honestly in the beginning, you know, more she was already like, you know, she was part of the Kree Force and she didn't know like much about her life before then. Of course, when, you know, the, and of course, um, the one thing that kind of touched me hard is that tribute to Stan Lee in the opening crawl, which is really cool. That was like really nice and touching on you know, how they do the whole Marvel openings like the opening crawl mm-hmm. it was kind of cool it was all Stan Lee they were showing all like the cameos he did that was kind of cool and thank you Stan and then the kind of thing I liked too was that one scene where um, you know Verse because that's her name Verse she she became Captain Marvel already which I didn't like I, which I did like because she was just known as Verse yeah and much. she's in the train she's chasing that that one scroll undercover scroll ends up being no Lee and she comes across like Stan Lee you see Stan Lee uh, reading the Mallrats <laughs> script so he's reading the script and everything and then of course he puts it down and she goes like gives like a smile like she knows him or something that was just hilarious yeah that little grin I think is probably. I, I think that's probably part of what really sold Marvel because I think that grin, like really, that little smirk, yeah, it, it really I think portrays her. It conveys that she has a very deep confidence in herself, mm-hmm. and I think that 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 little thing. It's the same thing that they do at the the end of that uh, the second Endgame trailer. Oh like, yeah! When Thor pulls his his axe, and he has like a like, st- right cross Stormbreaker, know. and he's like staring down. All she does is that same little side side smile, and it like that is her little like signature like yeah. thing. Uh, but I, yeah, and I think that 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 confidence that she can portray in there is again like I think that's why they hired her. <laughs> you know that she could push that through in like a look and a smile. As opposed to, you know, however many other ways different actresses would have gone against or gone for that. 
And of course, let's talk about one thing which, you know, was kind of interesting was now we got to see the Skrulls make their appearance in the cinematic universe. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And the way I liked the way this film did it was at first, you know, it made you all oh, the scrolls are evil. They're, you know, we're like they take over planets, and they, they they made us think that you know the scrolls are the bad ones, and the Kree are supposedly righteous. But we know firsthand, you know, after watching Guardians of the Galaxy, and of course we got to see Ronan the Accuser make his appearance again, and that one dude. Yeah, can't, yeah, Lee Pace looked different in there. Sorry. Lee Pace looked so different in this one than he did in the other. And it was so same. they de-aged him. Mm. <laughs> I'm kidding. Because, no, but you notice yeah, well, that? The, yeah. the same person. Like, I looked in the credits just to make sure it was him. It yeah, was it was him, him But yeah. I was like, he looks so different in this one. It looks worse in this one, I think. Uh, but it doesn't matter. I, I mean, so it was before the time. I mean, did we actually see him? Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess we really just saw him at the very end. There's always the close-up shots. For, yeah, in the end, he but was I, there to get their, like... They were about to do, like, the final... Or yeah. But at the beginning, I think they, we just saw him, like, in transmission. Yeah, it wasn't but, that good. Yeah, okay. Even though he looked so different from his Guardian of the Galaxy, one, it's like it didn't make it look any better, I think. But, and, yeah. Yeah, and of course, like it kind of changed. You know, if you read the comics, you're familiar with the scrolls. Yeah, they are shapeshifters. They can yeah. copy even abilities. They're, They're strong. But it's like, at first, you know, yeah, you, basically the way it was feeling like all oh, the Creed are good guys and the Skrulls are bad. But eventually, later on, spoiler guys, eventually learned that the, the Creed are the more the oppressors and the Skrulls were basically like refugees. Because they're basically trying to, you know, find their home world, like find their own planet and just pretty much just simulate, you know, survive basically. And then, you know, it kind of made you think, you know, these are not the same Skrulls, you know, like the ones you read in the comics. Because I think in the comics there were different divisions of the scrolls. Yeah, like, they were like the bad all, ones, and there were like, you uh, know, I don't know if it's in, like the secret invasion. Before they were enemies. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of times they're. I think they flipped it a little bit. Um, my familiarity with scrolls is like for a large part of it that they were more of a monolithic group, and that they were fairly united and being like a hostile. Like a fairly hostile force, um, the Cree I think sometimes had were more prone to having like breakaway characters or characters that were more noble. Uh, like I, for a run of the Avengers, they had Ronan actually uh, appear in the Infinity series, uh, where he was a fairly noble character in there. And he helped the Avengers quite a bit. Uh, but uh, I think that they made a really great decision having the Skrulls be like more of a refugee people. I think it's going to do something that they kind of maybe needed to do, but I didn't realize that until then, which is take Secret Invasion off the table. Yeah. yeah. Because everybody, I think, was expecting, okay... The the next yeah, two or a, three phases are going to be yeah, all the secret who's agent. a secret agent, who's a turncoat, and that now nobody has any idea. They could still do it, and I mean, oh, they could actually can, still yeah. do it and just try and fake out everybody. But I think it's a good idea that that's not God, what everyone's yeah. expecting. And then of course, uh, the one thing I kind of like how they flipped uh, Marvel instead of you know oh, male yeah. was female and that bending was kind of cool. The fact that she was Wendy Larson, of course, it's Walter Larson in the comics. Eventually, is Marvel, and like in fact, they kept the same thing. Like he's a scientist and all that stuff. And 
how they had the whole Pegasus program, and she was she was like creating a light engine or something. Yeah, I yeah, I actually am really glad they put the Pegasus project in there. I mean, that's a, a kind of a deep cut for Marvel fans. That's something I remember reading about with uh, Marvel Universe guides in the eighties, and that was, you know, just. In the comics, it's one more, like, super science think tank that, you know, pops up in Iron Man and then pops up in Avengers, you know, comic books. And it's not something that most people would know or remember mm-hmm. anymore, but, you know, instead of just coming up with something different and, you know, naming another lab or whatever, it's like they went back to the source and they chose a name that had some sort of heritage for the people who knew about it. So I, I actually really enjoyed that they're using uh, Pegasus quite a bit, actually. And of course, uh, of course, let's talk about the big, you know, break our star of this film, Goose. <laughs> oh yeah, Goose. Goose. <laughs> Goose is great. The flurkin. <laughs> he kept it so nonchalant, even though they already knew who he was. But uh, yeah, I think it was cool to introduce a character like that, even though he's a cat. He's a flurkin. <laughs> Although I don't think they explain at all why he's there or no, like why why Cap, why Marvel 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 had him because that was Marvel's car- like that was her yeah. cat and yeah. so they don't explain why she's got this purportedly recognizably super dangerous creature with her yeah it's that's so right. weird. it takes that, on the form of a cat <laughs> yeah they, they don't happen to mention that at all which I thought was weird at the time but. And then it's funny that now we get to see what happens in Nick Fury's eye, which honestly was kind of hilarious. <laughs> it kind of explained it wow. in a more humanistic way because you notice every time he kept getting hit in the eye. And you notice any little thing, he kept getting hit in the eye. It I, <laughs> eventually led to that's him. maybe one of the only things I actually didn't like that much about the movie. I thought it kind of lessened the mystery of that character a little bit or, or made it a little bit less of a... Of a thing, like when you see him from now on, you just think, ah, he got. Goose <laughs> accidentally, like, yeah. pretty much, pretty much took out his eye. <laughs> and then with Colson giving him, like, the briefcase, giving him the little case of all the freaking glass eyes, like. <laughs> it was interesting, though, because somebody, I didn't realize it, uh, I think it was on Comic Book Resources, somebody pointed out that uh, Colson was brought somewhat full circle with that because he. With uh, Captain Marvel, because if you look at things now, he was pointed to within the movie as being like Nick Fury refers back to Coulson after Coulson lets them go. Yeah. And says he's going to be a good one. He goes with his guts mm-hmm. and knows when to disobey orders. Yeah. And that is part of what inspires Veers to rebel. So he goes from partially inspiring Captain Marvel, who may or may not be the first Avenger, all the way to, in the Avengers' first movie, dying and inspiring <laughs> them once again. So they somebody pointed out, it's like, he's actually... They dropped him in there and made him, like, important again. Like, mm-hmm. even he has no idea, really, I guess, in either context. Yeah. That he was instrumental in, like, you know, helping these different heroes along. But uh, I thought that was very interesting that they pointed out that that little encounter on the stairs, even within the movie, is a lot more important than you might necessarily realize from first glance. 
I, uh, one thing I want to ask, because I, I had looked up, because uh, the, there's a lot of controversy that was surrounding the movie, but uh, it was more or less things that were coming out before it even was released nationally, or at least internationally and nationally, but um, <clears throat> one thing that I wanted to point out uh, that I found was funny was at least with the 90s uh, things that they were plugging in, I I totally envisioned a whole different movie in a sense of how they were going to carry out the 90s theme. Uh, it was nice that they were throwing it in. I just felt like it was more or less they were just... The soundtrack. Oh, it was very forced. It was very forced. Uh, not the sound... The soundtrack was fine. Like, it was cool. It came in moments. I mean, all the songs are great and recognizable, whatever. But it was very forced for what it was. I thought it was going to do a lot of different... Like, the 90s theme didn't really... It didn't really set in until it made it a, a, like a like a visual piece. So when she crash lands in Blockbuster, it had to slowly pan cool. And then she leaves. The grunge looks were only because she was wearing popular t-shirts from Vans. Well, she grabbed it from, like, well, the rack. The she grabbed it from the rack. Right, yeah. but besides a heart shirt, like, everything else was... It was pretty much like, oh... I'm wearing a nine-inch nail shirt, so I'm '90s. I'm wearing my mom jeans, leather jacket. Cool. I I love that they had the Air Force jacket on there because it showed that she was from there, even though she didn't remember. But I'm saying, like, I wish that the '90s references or nostalgia weren't so. Like, I mean, you saw the Radio Shack. I mean, that was an. Yeah, all that was just visibly forced, Mm -hmm. as opposed to it being natural, where she's walking around New York. You're seeing all these things. This is something, like, if I had the choice to make her or the the ability to do it, I'd do it. But it's just, like, you'll get those and you'll get the age looks from, like, characters like Nick Fury and Coulson. Coulson looked the same. (laughs) He looked the same no matter what. Yeah. So that's fine. But, like, Nick Fury, yeah, we'll get him with the hairline before eye patch. All this other stuff was cool because that didn't seem so much force. But this one was just, like, all the 90s things, like, it was great that it had it. I just think it was way too forced to where they did it very well in, in Guardians of the Galaxy where just with the soundtrack alone, it had a variety of songs that you you could pinpoint it 70s and 80s. Yeah, but it never gave because you, that's when Quill like pretty much somewhat right. Like, and just it never felt forced. Like it wasn't setting the time frame, but it was describing where the character was coming from. Yeah, because of her, it's like you would think that. But knowing, like, it does suck that, like, yeah, she's not human, so they can't necessarily be like, oh, she grew up with Nine Inch Nails and stuff, because it was, it was part of her youth. And, like, that's not there, but, like... Yeah. They also... Without those references, do you honestly feel like it would have been even... Like, even with the references there, it didn't... Does it still scream 90s to you? Um, no, I think it was... Like, I think earlier I said it was sort of like a mystery origin story, but it was really kind of like a, it was like a buddy cop, like, like it was like a, yeah, like a buddy cop yeah. mystery story. Yeah. I think because of that vibe, like, I mean, I know one of my friends I talked to from back home was saying it's like, you know, a lot of it was humorous and it's true. It was a, it was kind of a, like an upfront funnier movie or like kind of like letting itself be Funny. less serious yeah so i kind of think like in that tone it like the references to the 90s were played as like an in-joke mm-hmm. as opposed to if uh 
setting the story. Or setting like, the time like, frame. Yeah, like I'm watching uh, the third season of True Detective right now, and it's set, like, uh, I think, like in the late 80s. Oh, cool. You don't really know that. I think they actually do say at the beginning, it's like, tell me about the day of... Duh, 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 duh. It's like, so the, you get the date at the beginning, but it doesn't really matter... And but you're looking at, but you're seeing it from the cars and that, but nobody's seeing anything. There's a like winking at the camera with it. Yeah. It's like I see you know, there's plenty of period shows that it's like where's the beef? Yeah, that are just like they're just uh, there. Like strange. well, no, Stranger Things doesn't it is a little bit oh, more like winky about everything. They wink it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it's yeah, they I mean I guess maybe it's like it's more like Stranger Things as opposed to uh like what is that movie that's coming out uh, soon? The Tarantino one. What's oh, what's my time in Hollywood? Like, that's probably going to be more pretty of, close, of like late sixties, early seventies. Like that's Jesus Christ, yeah. probably going to be more of like like a serious period piece in which like it's obviously going to be sixties, but they're not making a deal about it being in the yeah, 60s. Yeah, it's just strictly of its, it's just, time. It, 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 it is the 60s, not like oh hey, it's the 60s. Like I'm literally portraying the 60s as yeah. opposed to being like hey look. This references this, this. Do you remember right. this? It's like, no. Like, that doesn't... What does that have to do with... The, yeah. So, like, I mean, I can yeah. see what you're saying, but I think it's like, it's... This was almost a comedy. Yeah. To a degree. It was... It was, yeah. And I, it was very laughable how they, en- how they entered everything in there. Like, which is fine. Like, it was okay, but it was like... They're way too obvious. I wish they would play down with it, because, like I mentioned, the Gardens Gaps, it was pretty okay with that, because it wasn't the focal point. Because they weren't making it a thing, mm-hmm. but it was it it helped describe where the character was coming from. Like they did that with her, but it's like she was only doing that to relate to the humans that she had to encounter. It wasn't because like oh, I Brie Larson, I was in the Air Force during the early nineties. Yeah. Well, she was yeah. in the Air Force in the early eighties, like the late eighties. That's yeah, why she had the because she disappeared. Like yeah. apparently, she like the way it is, she disappeared in eighty nine. And she appeared like six years later. Right, say six years. So they had the Guns N' Roses. Like that was fine. Like that made that was dope. And then she came back with the friend and the daughter, Lieutenant Trouble, was cool. Like they, I kind of like yeah, that. they kept her. That was great. Friend, yeah, but I'm just like it was all about the women, and it was great. Like it they was did cool. a good job with that. I'm all for that. But it was just like '90s shit wasn't there for me because I was, and that's like the only corny thing that I felt about the movie besides. Um, the fact that she got her powers from an exploding engine on an alien ship, but that's hilarious, but nonetheless, not surprising is what they would do, because eh, it is what it is. Well, and, and you got to see the test wreck again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, fucking Peter Parker got bit by a spider. Like, we're, we're cool with that. Like, I love that. It's simple, but I love it. And we're here for it. And yeah, like, I, I, that was cool. I, she's gonna be strong. No, the fight scenes were actually really good. I really enjoyed, like, the action scenes. Like, the fight scenes were really good. Yeah, they weren't my favorite, but they were good. Like, like the crime wasn't as bad, you know. Especially you know in the part when she's chasing the scroll, like who ends up getting disguised as. I wish uh, Jude Law got beat up a little more. It <laughs> <laughs> was good. I, actually, like, Jude Law is one of those pretty boy actors. Got surprised that I think actually can act. Yeah, and that's yeah. one of the didn't like, even know it was him at first until yeah. like they did the credits. So, <laughs> but he did Jude Law. He did a job, and I think it's yeah. I think it's nice that a lot He's of these Marvel. Like, <laughs> but I like these high level actors, like you know, in that Alfie. Not my favorite, but Alfie. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's in Marvel. Yeah, but it's like they did they did good. I mean, it's like they're stepping in and just doing like character actor roles. Yeah, we'll you know, that. like twenty years ago, that would have been. I can't even think of who would be a good 
person to say, but like you wouldn't have gotten like uh, Paul Newman. No. To do, yeah. hey, can you come in and do a uh, do the bad guy? Be Superman. Yeah, like, like yeah, like be <laughs> the Lex guy. Who, or yeah, like you couldn't yeah. do that nowadays. Like, there's a lot of these guys that yeah, are like, well, I don't want to be tied to a six year contract <laughs> or a you know seven movie deal, but it does sound kind of fun. I make a lot of money. Yeah, I'll be the bad guy. That's sure. What well. is it, Anthony Hopkins? It's like, yeah, I'll be Odin. Yeah, 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 yeah Odin. Yeah, yeah, I'll be Odin. <laughs> like, Three things in the span of three movies, and like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I'll fucking be on. I will say the last in Ragnarok, though, his exit scene. Oh, that was cool on the cliff with the water with and all two that. Guys, just that was out. good. That was good. I thought that was actually really good. Yeah, it was really nice. But yeah, um, so if you want to move on to that, because like I, I like I mentioned, I pulled up the controversy that they were doing, and like I was watching videos on it, but nonetheless. I was just trying to understand it. So, th- wow, this broke it down to a couple. Okay. Um, I went. This is Forbes, by the way. So, I, I all I did was a Google search and I typed in Captain Marvel. Controversy was like the first thing that popped up. So, I'm like, oh, all right, hmm. let's check it out. So, um, do you want me to just like read what they state and briefly for like the points? That they're talking yeah, about? if you want to just do it like that way and just do it like that. All right, so there's a couple, but uh, first one. Um, it just states that. Uh, uh, the star Brie Larson makes some public comments about not wanting forty-year-old um, white dudes to tell her what to think about a wrinkle in time because I guess she was in that movie. Oh, okay. um, Larson's desire for more diversity in media coverage is all well and good, but it's pretty silly to state something about like forty-year-old white dudes grew up reading this book and they might think otherwise. Whatever. I don't know much about that, uh, but sure. Um, and. I guess somebody's responding to this. Okay, cool. Um, of course, you hear that meow in the background. We do have a cat. <laughs> so kind of fitting. We're talking about Captain Marvel, you know, a goose. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the other one is just saying... Is that she wouldn't... She, I guess what she's stating is that, like, okay, so people give, give it a pretty fair rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's like... Um, She's saying that a lot of... She's not really here to listen to a lot of, I guess, your... Median white dude, American population, reviewing this movie. So it's just like, uh... Anti... The people who are against the movie are gonna... Are going to plan to review to bomb the film on purpose so that the scores on Rotten Tomatoes will be down mm-hmm. on the critic side or on the the user side. The user side of the whole thing, yeah. I um, think that's why Rotten Tomatoes stepped in and saying, so, you know, we're going to go right." And it's saying it's going to shut down, yeah, fake users doing the reviews on that. Okay, so she said that. Um, so they were still debating about that instead of actually f- viewing the flaws within the film. Or reasons why Brie wasn't so great in the film. Okay. So it's it's already made... What is it? 714 million? So no. It's on its... Yeah. So it was... It made 300... It, it, it was produced for 300 million. It's made 514 million so far. So it's actually... It's like they said, it's on, it's on track to go um, to a billion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely make that. Wait, which... They'll make more than what they... I'm going to pull up the actual... What it is now. Well, and I think with uh, the review bombing thing, like, A, I don't subscribe to Rotten Tomatoes. I actually feel that 
is kind of stupid. Having, yeah. I, yeah. I, like, having said that, like, I realize that that's my opinion, which is fine. A lot of people go by it, or at least will look. They're like, it. they'll take it to like, like, pretty much to a team. Like, really? Yeah, but like, <laughs> you know, it's and maybe you'll want to talk about this, but it's like, it's like that thing they were saying with James Gunn. Now, they've seen that these trolling campaigns don't make an impact to people's choices to go see a movie or not. No, they really don't. And that's why, that's supposedly part of why Disney has gone ahead and said, hey, James Gunn, like, why don't you just come on back and we'll wrap up the Guardians trilogy with you? They're, you know, they're, uh, people are saying, it's like, they're not afraid of the trolls anymore because they're seeing that. It doesn't make of an impact. You know, it was a very obvious second attempt to tank a movie after Black Panther, you know, for... You know, and it had and it had no real impact. No, it was just people talking about the movie more, really. And it was like, yeah, it pretty much it was giving like an opposite effect because you're, the more you talked about it, the more it got people more interested to go see it. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was working in an opposite effect. Oh yeah, you can trash the movie only what. The problem is, the more you say it, it gets people more curious. Like, hey, let's go see this movie they keep trashing, and all of a sudden it changes their minds, changes their opinions. They when you know reading all these opinions and they come out saying, "Oh wait, this is completely different." Mm-hmm. Like those guys are wrong; they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, it's but yeah, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Your the whole point of that is lost on me. Right. Yeah, but I don't like Reddit either. So whatever. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I like Reddit either. Hey man, okay <laughs> <Hey>, man, um, <laughs> defending Reddit. No, it's true. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna defend Reddit with my all my heart. Uh, no, you're right. I well, I just read right now that it. Um, uh, as of for worldwide, a total of seven hundred ninety-seven million. Yeah, but which yeah, I mean not billion, but fucking, it's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean it'll probably still crash. Um, a million. just here alone, two two million within Jeez. the United States and Canada. Dang, uh, and man, then, I'll probably go see it again. Yeah, Do worldwide both. opening of four hundred fifty-six mil. Wow, that's. It's getting there. Yeah, so, like, it's there. Um, and mind you, it's not it's not a terrible movie. It's just... I, I wish it could be a... It could have been better, a stronger showing uh, out of Marvel for it being one of the last movies in their first... Well, not first phase, but, like, their first era of a phase. Mm-hmm. Because if they want to keep it going, which I know they will, but, like, when they're going to keep it going, it's like, we're talking about... One of the first stand, one of the last standalone films before your like epilogue of a fucking era. So it's just like it's, it's like if you were gonna end with an Iron Man four and you end like that, I'm just like, man, like why did you make it? it? It was it felt more like an early Marvel movie yeah. before they really learned. Like right before Ant Man, it could have been easily fit in. It, it, to me, it feels like it could have like it feels easy. like it could have been made. Trying to think, I said. Like I really enjoyed it, but having said that, like I don't want to just say it was a great movie, everything was perfect because I don't think that's fair either. You know, you know, you want to still be able to criticize things, and I think it was a really good standalone Marvel movie. You could watch it and not watch. Any of the other ones, really, it still makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. watch. You can That's really true. walk into Endgame 
and not really miss a lot. Yeah. You, you really didn't have to see Captain Marvel in order to enjoy Endgame. Like, it'll help because you'll have an idea of who this person is. But, Especially with the credit scene. But, like, mm-hmm. the Avengers aren't going to have any of that information either. So, like, you got to figure she's not going to sit there. There's not going to be a 15-minute... Even a five-minute, really, exposition scene. No, God, of, that's Of her saying, like, well, let me tell you how I know Nick Fury. I'm, yeah. And, you know, like, <laughs> we're not, not going to get that. I mean, that, that scene, movie. like I said, like, that scene we're appears in the movie. Really, no, like, now we know that scene, like, apparently that scene that was filmed was from the Russo brothers. They they filmed that scene. Right. That scene's going to be an endgame. So it's like, we already know, we already know she's going to make an appearance, because you know they found the beeper. So, I mean, they're going to have to explain. But, but probably really. I mean, they're going to have to explain very briefly saying, where they found that pager. They have to briefly. That's what sucks. No, but that ain't the pager. What sucks is that he's, like, saying that. It's like, wait, who the fuck are you? But you just he, pop up? Like, they're going to have to, they're going to have to trust her just because she no, responded to the fury. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. where it's is Nick? Yeah, yeah. It's like, but it's like, but I guess my whole point is, it feels much like a, a movie from an earlier Marvel Studios that didn't have everything all together. Like, I, I have some complaints about it. I, I, like, the action sequences, I, sometimes I wish they'd bring in, like, action coordinators. Yeah, that was... That yeah. are actually, like, that is what they do. They're going to go in, they're going to pump these action scenes up to, like, 17 and you've got the directors doing all their stuff, and, you know, like, here's where we're going to put it in, and so, like, I wasn't as happy with the action scenes. Yeah, they're very weak. Very weak. But overall, I enjoyed the movie, and I think it did a really good job of kind of showing who the character is, why she's important, and kind of made a pretty strong argument for her being, you know, Tony Stark, Captain America... Female. For the next big run, <laughs> yeah. you know, like like she's, I think they I think they they earned her that role uh. pro- that she'll probably take walking out of Endgame. Yeah, because I mean the way I'm seeing the way Endgame is shaping up to be, it could be like pretty much it's like the end of an era. And the beginning of a new lineup, like it'd be, you know, we'll probably see a completely different Avengers lineup come Endgame. Like, same thing, like James Gunn said when Guardians 3, it could be a different lineup for the Guardians of the Galaxy and Volume 3. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure he knows. Because he, he knows, draft, he wrote the script. Yeah, like, he wrote the draft yeah, and everything. What, whenever it happens to drop, which will now be later than. Yeah, because he's still going to. Because now with the whole. The Suicide Squad sequel, it's not a sequel. It's a total reboot. For Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's gonna be called The Suicide Squad. I mean but he's writing he's writing the draft and directing it, so it's gonna be like his, you know, take on it. Which honestly, I'm looking forward to that. Because I like to see how he does it, how he handles it. I wouldn't have any interest except that it's James Gunn. Yeah. Honestly, um, yeah. That's like the only which, thing that's gets me more curious. And of course though if Idris Elba does take this shot as the role of Deadshot, which is going to be interesting because, remember, he was in Marvel, now he's doing DC, which is kind of hilarious. Well, and I think I mentioned this to you, like, just in previous conversations, but I got to say, if DC has done one kind of nice thing, it's that they went ahead and, like, again, Deadpool's a pretty minor character, but it's like, they took a character, they got an actor that they they wanted you know, to pump up the star power, Will Smith, to do it. 
and you know, Deadshot, the, yeah. you know, Deadpool in the comics, or I mean, I mean Deadshot, uh, Deadshot in the comics. He's a you know a standard white guy, just whatever, whatever, not anything particularly interesting. But they cast, they happen to cast an African American actor for it. I think it's great that they went ahead and just decided to go run with it and give it to another like A list great African American actor. Even if it's a reboot, that would have been the out to decide to go ahead and put him as, you know, I mean, they kind of got it, like, I don't say Tom Hardy, but it's just the first guy that came to mind, you know. Right. Like, it could could have gone to, like, a great actor like Tom Hardy. It could have gone to uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Like, any great, you know, but, you know, they already made the turn. Why not keep him like that? If they decide to not, you know, like, to a degree, I know they're saying it's a reboot, but if they do it as a soft reboot and they just don't really talk about what happened beforehand, but maybe they give you the idea that Squad's been together for a while, that would make sense. It's just like fucking James Bond. Yeah. White yeah. guy, white guy, white guy. It's like, okay, well, now this is just an African guy, African guy. Maybe still the James third movie is a different African guy. Still James Yeah. Oh, I wish I wish Marvel would hold that, but <laughs> um, I doubt that. Uh, I wish it would do that. Hopefully, they would. Maybe we'll see that later on because you know Disney's on that kick right now because they ran out of ideas. Uh, but no, I don't want to. I don't want to kick it to that because it's Marvel. Um, well, what brings what do you? What do you? What do you? What do you rank? I want to say, I don't want to say Iron Man 3 and beyond, but, like, what do you rank it as far as, with, we'll say with the origin movies, where do you rank this one over? Well, not even over, but where do you rank it within, like, like, you we'll mean, like top, almost like, like top, top three origin movies for Marvel, in the, the Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Okay, like, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. Yeah. So it's like, do that, and then, like, Iron it could Man. be fourth if you'd want. No, I'm just trying to think of what, how many All there are. All the origin movies, yeah. Batman, Thor. Well, so Captain it's America, Iron Hulk. Man. Well, no, Hulk. because we had <laughs> Hulk. No, because we had Hulk with Banner, remember? So that's no, that Hulk with Banner, remember? It's Hulk, Hulk with Norton. Norton. Supposedly that's the one yeah. with right. But that's I mean, the cinematic but universe. The origin, Hulk with Banner, I will argue for. Yeah, that was a great. You know movie. what? The oh, origin. God. The origin. <laughs> that was a great movie. Right. The origin. No, you that was a great movie. That was a great movie. Like, I'm not even calling Ferrigno, but, like, the the origin of, like, the movie, we'll say, will be with Banna, which I don't want to, like, even the Incredible Hulk, yeah, it was an origin, but it really wasn't at the same time, because it's like, eh. I would actually say, for having criticized Captain Marvel, I think it's very rewatchable. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I can rewatch it, yeah. puts it pretty far up in the ranks. Yeah, okay, let's do that. Let's do rewatchable. Rewatchable? I would, I would rewatch it Marvel many movies. times. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I okay, I rewatch it, yeah. fun. All right. And, like, I mean, right now, I think my... I, Winter Soldier is, like, still the top-of-the-line Marvel movie for me. I, I haven't seen one yeah. that is as intense as that one, but... Having said that, like I would watch Captain Marvel repeatedly for different reasons. Whereas, like, would that uh, be your like third? Yeah, uh, that's hard. Well, because at least the origin. Like, if we're doing like cinematic, if you, if we can rank origins, it. That's fine. We could do like top three, two, top three cinematic out of that. We could do both. Let's Captain do both. Captain America is still probably like my favorite origin tale. But yeah, yeah, that's solid. It's yeah. fucking good. Yeah. I, I left. I left that movie feeling like, fuck. That was good. Well, because he had such a hard job. 
You know, it's like make Superman cool. We're talking about, I mean, even the day is like, what, they're regenerating? They're CGIing his whole shit? No. You know, like, we're talking, what, what was it, like 2010? Like, when he's this hollow body little. Yeah, 2011, yeah. Yeah, what the? He's <laughs> like, you know, what? make that an 11 year old. He's like a weekly old. We're over body. here, like, oh, they did that shit in Fast and the Furious, whatever, guys. Like, that was just a face. <laughs> like, we're good. So I'm just like, oh shit! But like, even then, like that wasn't even that long ago, and they were doing that shit. So, so for you, so Captain America is probably, probably like Captain the first America, one. and then yeah, actually maybe Captain Marvel. Yeah, because I don't think you can count Black Panther as an origin. Because I wish it could, but it didn't feel like it. I don't no, think you can, it, it didn't tell his beginning. No, it, it, it's, his beginning was not really even told exactly. It sucked. It's well, because apparently he was opera. Because if I got, if I understood, if I remember correctly, in Civil War he hints, yeah, that he was operating as Black Panther before Civil War started. So he was already for his dad. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was being Black Panther. It was a already. physical obligation yeah. for it, but not the yeah, the so, political identification. Well, yeah. his dad was still running. You know, he was still running with. He was Uganda's political face, but he was doing the. But Black Panther was doing a lot of the physical operations. operations yeah. So I don't think we actually got. Uh, I don't think we actually get a Black Panther origin. Really you, you but we get the idea. You know how he got his ability. We get a Wakanda so. origin. <laughs> it was more like uh, introduction yeah, to Wakanda. Actually, yeah, Basically, yeah. if you think about it, it's more. An introduction to Wakanda. Yeah, so I don't think he counts as an origin story at all. No, no, I wish that was better too. But yeah, I would say for me, true. like for rewatchable origins, I would say, uh, think my, yeah, I, I would say I would put like Captain Marvel as like number four. If I do that way, number three will probably be Iron Man. I'm sorry. Oh, don't be sorry. Right. And then number yeah, two. Number two, even though on cars at origin, Spider Man, Homecoming, because honestly, it's basically yeah, you don't get it's not much of an origin either. It was an origin, but it was very brief. It was a good brief. But like, I mean, we're you know. That's what I do like. Everybody but I like it. for the fact that so he's not like yeah, he got the Spider Man powers, but he's still new at it. He's barely learning. He's still learning at it. Like mm-hmm. he's still learning. That's what it is. That's why. I like, and of course, number one will be Captain America first Avenger because honestly, you know, I'm a Captain America fan. So it's like finally seeing Steve Rogers. You know, like his story. You know, seeing Red Skull fighting right. Red Skull. And, I can see that. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Um, my three. Okay. Well, my first one is Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? Fucking, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it was weird. fucking solid. I uh, I think as far as origin, because the only reason why is because they they went a whole different route than what you would think they would if you knew the the source material. Yeah, and it felt like watching a version of Star Wars that was more comedic. So it was nice. Um, everybody fit well. It was like watching a well constructed TV show. Mm-hmm. As far as cast goes, but it was a movie, and everybody did their thing, and it was nice. So that's my first one, um, origin-wise. I undervalue Guardians. Yeah. It, it is good. It's solid. Um, and then Captain America, the first one, yeah, that has to be my second. That was just fucking solid, like, for, the, for how it made me feel. Um, I I, I want to put Black Panther in there. But, well, you can. It's just, uh, just because well, I, I want to. I but. wish I could. I want to. I love the character so much, but I can't because it was very... 
It was very lackluster for me. Because, like, I want to put them, the Black Panther and Captain Marvel, as one solid for the third. I want to, but I can't because they're all very lackluster. If I would put the third, it would probably be, like, a fucking Ant-Man. Be, only because it made me laugh. Well, yeah, <laughs> it made me laugh. Yeah, like, but it was yeah. solid as an origin because, like, it wasn't too hard. It was pretty conceptual, but there was still, like, mystery involved. Which we probably got to see, like, Hank Pym in the Marvel Universe. And it was very humanistic, so it was relatable. So I was like, ah, fuck. Well, this is nice. All the other ones are, like, they're they're cool, but, like, they're missing a lot more than what the pros are. I think Captain Marvel and Ant-Man have a lot in common in that they do, like, a lot. It's like, it's a... They do the Marvel thing, which is a great thing, of, like, trying to humanize it. Yeah, yeah. And then, they do like, that better. slap something else on top of it. And, like, Ant-Man was, like, a human interest story, you know, like, single father trying to get back with his kid. And they slapped, like, basically kind of like a heist movie on top Yeah, of it. exactly, yeah. And, like, I think Marvel's, like... This one was the opposite. Like... Human interest with buddy cop mystery on it. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I mean, I like... Paul Rudd, I think, did a great job. You would never have Ant-Man God, a, no. as a character that's viable showing up in, like, what's going to be the biggest... Well, think about it, too. Decade. I wonder how the it's Edgar Wright... Because yeah. remember, like... Character. What's his name? Chris McKay didn't take over for Ant-Man. Who knew what the Edgar Wright version was going to be like? Because oh, remember, originally oh, Edgar Wright... Yeah. You think so? <laughs> oh, like, I'm sure that I Edgar would have been, been crazy as hell. Yeah. I mean, remember originally he was developing in a course he... Maybe put, Ultron would have been fleshed out a little more. He, with Josh Whedon? Yeah. Like, well, with Ant-Man. Well, because that that whole point, they should have, like, if they were... Well, in my opinion, if they were going to enter Ant-Man to the universe, it would have been perfect with Ultron. Well, because Hank Pym... Well, like, see, that's the weird thing. It's like Hank Pym... They changed like, the base... Ultron yeah, in the but, comics. Yeah. But here, so Tony Stark's the one. Him and... Him and uh, Branner are the ones that created all Right, time. but if, so I'm saying it's like... It kind of so, changed it up, like, yeah. But what pissed me off is, like, knowing that we're going to throw Ant-Man in there, but they threw him as, as uh, fucking... As Scott, as opposed to the Hank, Hank taking him. Which I understand, but I'm just like, if you're going to fucking throw Ant-Man, why didn't you... Like, it was so easy to... to as far as connecting the dots, it would have been a, a more... Not intriguing, but that that storyline would have been perfect because Thanos would just flush in there so much easier than being like, oh, this is the ultimate guy sending all these motherfuckers. And then you see Ronan, and it's like, okay, cool. I'm not saying that's such an integral part, but it's like, we know Thanos is this crazy being, but at the end of the day, it's like, if if they were going to flush out for all these other phases that they're going to do regardless, it's like... The transition would have been that much smoother, knowing that. Mm-hmm. So you're bringing all these strong characters and making them into like these weak mothers. They're like these were integral people within the universe. Like you mentioned, Secret Invasion is easy with the scroll, which would have been an easy takeover for the Hydra shit that they were building up within Captain America and Thor. It would be really weird to see, or it'd be super interesting if they ever come out and say, like, we were going to do this until this happened. Yeah. And then we couldn't really do that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, like, there's got to be plans that they made that just didn't work out. And they had to adapt. I mean, like, the Edgar Wright thing is, like... I don't think that they were building, like, you know, the next six phases off of Edgar Wright's vision. But, like, he left. 
You know, it's like, like there's got to be something yeah, that went down to where he things. didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. where it's like, or like with Josh Whedon, with him, like, like he did. Well, he's doing both, right? DC and this one now. No, well, Whedon, he just did just Ultra now was it, and then they decided, you know. Give the reins basically to the Russo brothers. Who good, honestly, yeah, they did a good job. Like I, I, I enjoyed from uh, Winter Soldier. I liked it. Yeah, Soldier. I didn't like well, Ultron. Civil War too. Didn't I didn't like Ultron. I didn't like Civil War too. I liked fucking Winter Soldier. I didn't like Ultron. You didn't like I didn't, Ultron? No, I didn't I like that. I will stand for Ultron. I liked it. I actually thought it was good. Because you got James Spader's voice. No, I like James Spader. I don't like. There's, I just don't like the movie. There's great scenes in. Ultron. Yeah. There, there's, there's lots of really good scenes. There's some problems in it, but I think it's a better movie than people will cop to. Okay. Fair enough. I will argue for... No, it's fine. It's fine. And, like... And maybe it's because my, my... My... My liking for Winter Soldier may have taken over, but, like, even that... I, mm. it's, it's still not at the top. I find a lot of cons w- over pros in that movie. That's why I'm just like, eh. But, like, yeah. Like, uh... I rewatch Winter Soldier over that one any day. I wish it would yes. be better. But it's just because, like, Ultron's such a strong character that, like, I felt like... At that point, if you're going to tie Ant-Man, Hank Pym would have been perfect to where it's like, fuck, all right, I created this crazy thing, and this is where Scott Lang comes in. Mm-hmm. Because I can't... I'm too old to fucking handle this shit because I'm handling destructing, deconstructing fucking Ultron. But Scott Lang's going to come in to handle the Thanos, whatever. Like, they could have easily done that. I understand. It would be more complicated, mm-hmm. yes. But fuck. They were, like, they were opening channels, but then, not, like, somewhat kind of neglecting channels that were easily mm-hmm. where they can evolve into the main cinematic shit. Like, what would have been weird is, like, ha- like I mean, it's like it comes down to the choices that that director makes. Because, yeah. Like, like, Josh Whedon decided he's going to do Ultron. And you're like, okay, go ahead. Had... But they, they had to be thinking about Ant-Man already on the table somewhere. So at some point they decided, okay, well, yeah, they had Ant-Man to. is now, or like Ultron is now removed from the Henry Pym, Scott Lang story. It could have been, you know, Ant-Man Tony could have had, like, like Tony could have like came across, you know, Hank Pym's ideas for Ultron. I mean, they could have mentioned at least his name, but they didn't. Right, and or, or like if they had done. But I like for the fact that but you know. But I like for Hank, the fact his dad and, and Hank were colleagues in the Shield. I was going to say yes. Yeah, so I was going to say that his dad and Hank were colleagues in the Shield. So it would have been. That's what I'm saying. Is like the, it would have been an easy transition. It would have been an easy plot transmission for them to enter that into within the big universe, and they didn't do that because they wanted to have I, which I can understand, creative freedom for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you do that, you're you're like yeah, you're tunneling your own vision, but then like you're welcoming great story arcs that maybe will fuck your vision for the future, which I can see I, why that's a thing. Like they gotta close the door. Like they yeah, gotta say, yeah, like, pretty okay, much. We think this like, is a great fuck. direction, but it's gonna close this door and this door. But we believe in this, yeah. so let's just. Like I'm sure they probably had Secret Invasion in there, but they're like, ah, oh, but Galactus might be better. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I which I, I think, I think honestly, no, but honestly, insane. to me, that'd be great. But now with you know, Fantastic Four three, yeah, X Men, Fantastic Four, all them. But like for a pack now, let's get to this. Now with you know the Disney and Fox thing finally ending, and mm-hmm. Marvel gained the Fantastic Four, 
and X-Men back into the fold. I know the only thing they said are not going to change is Deadpool. Deadpool's going to stay the way he is. Oh, that's yeah, fine. I mean, and that's, I mean... Because honestly, it works, you know. Right. Uh, I mean, Nightwing's proved it, you know. He's he fine, proved, but he's not important in the all-greens grand scheme of things. I, I can't not. see him getting tied in to the rest of the Marvel. No. Like, the, the, the big Marvel universe. Especially because if you look at, like, with Deadpool 2, where he... Opens that door or passes that door, and you see all the people from X Men Dark Phoenix. Yeah, it's like they, the they can't really. <laughs> they can't really connect it. Yeah, but I mean, no, we, could, I mean, we got Dark Phoenix coming out. I mean, yeah. but like, yeah. honestly, to me, that'd be great. You know, the one villain they should bring from the universe, Doctor Doom, but they could actually Doctor uh, Doom proper. But they, they could, they, but they could finally do it proper. I wish. Oh but yeah. They won't. They won't. I wish. Well, I was telling Fonz, like, there was an article... She's so great, but I wish... Well, there's an article on... It was either Newsroom or or Comic Book Resources, I don't remember which, but somebody made an argument for him being the next big villain and not, like, Thanos-style, as in, like... Wrapping everything around that. But that, like, you know, a lot of people who know Doctor Doom from... Especially just from Fantastic Four, they don't realize it's like, okay, he's a... You know, he's a monarch. But he, he has his own yeah. country, so he's, he's like, he's, he's on equal of Black Panther. Yeah. He's a genius, equal, basically, to Reed Richards. He's also a world-class sorcerer. Yeah. He is equal, or real close to equal, to Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah. And people, in that article was making the point. It's like, he can, you could slot a, him into a lot of, different stories and either, either have them yeah. like as, as like the forefront villain or like in the background and they're all there yeah and like he could be really slowly revealed uh it'd be great I masters wish. of evil i would oh. wish the masters of evil that that, that would, would be, be a, a great, great later avengers movie like, Them versus the i and that, i would only hope i would only hope that would happen but like yeah if if they don't just if they don't destroy it enough doctor Doom would be Definitely formidable after all this would be said and done. After Endgame, like, I mean, going to... Fucking wrap them together if they wanted to, but, like, them them two would be... Because, yeah, you're tying so many story arcs that that played a part, and and Doctor Doom is such a crazy character. It'd be perfect. It'd be perfect. They have the people for it. I I I mean... I mean, see, if you want to go, like, the Intergalactic, I mean, you could have the Guardians go against Galactus. I mean, you can add him to the mix, you know... They could certainly encounter well, they him, they, like, like, on the way to Earth. That they're doing a Silver crazy. Surfer movie. You see that? They announced that? That they're working on a Silver Surfer? wants to work on that? Now that they're going to get that property in. That yeah. would be a good... Which would make sense to bring Galactus in. If, they're, yeah. if they were going that route, it would, at that point, it's, like, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. That would be another thing, though, too, where it's, like... I think it's true with, with the end game, like, the way... I think... If, if like my theory is what's going to happen, I think to me the way to bring like the X Men Fantastic Four phone is to undo Thanos and Snap. That thing that the whole point of Endgame is basically is I like trying to end you know Thanos's plot, you know, reverse the Snap. Do it. I don't think they will. Or simply it's just like now because honestly, you know, this is like an ending of an era. There's going to be a new lineup of Avengers. I think they're undoing the Snap line. though. I don't think they're undoing it. I think they're just going to go back in time and reverse. You know, either. I don't know because I mean based on the second trailer which Russo Brothers said they took bits and pieces of who knows how many minutes of the film it's only supposed to be every scene that you have seen every image you've seen from Endgame 
It's supposed to be After only the from the first 20 minutes of the movie. Everything you've seen is supposed to only occur in the first 20 minutes. So, what I mean, they're wearing those suits. It's like, obviously, they're going, it's either it's supposed to be like space travel. Because honestly, right, because they explained it with Scott Lang in the quantum realm because he saw no, that thing that said archive. You know, when they're wearing the suits, it's already so with what like you mentioned within those 20 mo- minutes, Tony's got to Tony and Nebula are arriving at Earth or wherever the fuck they're arriving because they're wearing the suits. Yeah, because they show up with the it's suits. It's obvious. So. So what I'm saying is, is like anything that's all that happening happening is after the snap, no matter what. So yeah. all those people may not come up. But you don't think they're just going to totally erase the snap? No, they won't erase back. everything. They'll come back. But like the, the, what they're going to show us within the first hour of the movie is going to be like yeah, the twenty minutes. But it's supposed to be like a three hour movie the way it Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. it's going to because it's going to go gonna back. Go everywhere. That's yeah. why it's and they wouldn't do that without having to go back and cover all their fucking tracks. But that's why they're going to start with the twenty minutes of all that shit because it's like that's easy to unravel because it's like that's where they're going to start from. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what sucks. At the same time, I'm like all right. We, Thanos is strong shit, but then if we're gonna bring the Galactic shit, because look, if they're announcing Silver Surfer, it's Galactus all the way. I'm sorry, it is. He could be like the next it's one. It's pivotal. What's the point of throwing Silver Surfer? What's the point? They didn't. Because now you got Captain Marvel. Before, it was but now awful. You, now you got Captain Marvel now into right. the mix. Now you, you know, could have her face Galactus. Like you is can, that like they brought in Fantastic Four for no reason. Well, I think that's it. Well, they thought it would build up, but how can I say this? It was bad. But honestly, with the Fantastic Four, I think the way I mean, if you look at the if you look at Spider Man Homecoming and you saw you know they're moving all that stuff from that tower from the Avengers tower, you know how they're moving up to the New York base. They never mentioned who bought that tower, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are coming up with theories saying it could be the the Fantastic Four bought that building. Well, of course, but it doesn't matter. It's like I, surfer is what I'm asking. I guess all I'm, I would say is somebody advance the idea that, like, okay, what are you going to do with X-Men? And this yeah, will what's to, the to point? Fantastic Four. But, right. like, somebody said, like, hey, you know what? Let's not do Professor X versus Magneto. Yeah. We've seen that. So many times. Yeah. So we, we need to go forward and do a different story with the X-Men for a bit. I would almost wonder if they're going to do the same thing. With the Fantastic Four, and save Galactus for the or something like for the an ensemble movie, like have it for like an ensemble film, like the yeah. next ensemble, the ultimate film. threat. Yeah, like that might actually be like an Avengers level threat or something like that. Right. Right? But there's a lot of or Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, there, there's a lot. That's of, another one that I would love to see on screen. I mean, they can, they, can the, well. they can even do the Hydra shit. They can yeah. they did the Hydra stuff. They could still do the Secret War. Well, it's because the Secret War, that's a, that, that, like, the Scrawls showed up yeah. in Fantastic Four first. Yeah. That was a Fantastic Four They can ignore idea. that, but still make it to where it's, like, all this person, like, they could still make it to where Captain America is still infiltrating Hydra. Yeah. Well, here's my question, They could still make it. it. Who are the, if, out of the current Avengers, who do you think will still be an Avenger at the end of Endgame? Oh. <sighs> Because oh, I'm assuming Captain Marvel is a gimme. Falcon. Falcon. I like Falcon. Be. I think Falcon's he's great. Falcon. Yeah. Falcon. Uh, Falcon. Wait, let's let's count the people who are going to be out. So if you like, are you going to assume like the main? The, yeah. The, the, Based the on congressional obligations, because number one, Thor's out. So Thor's out. 
And Chris Evans, Captain America. Yeah, as Chris Evans. Evans yeah, as as, as uh, Iron Man's out. Um, and our Tony survives, but he retires. He'll retire. He's too old. He'll I think retire. he's going to retire because honestly, it'd be the way it sounds like he'll probably survive, but he'll retire. Too old. He's too old. Throw him out. Too old. Um. So it leaves Banner and Banner will Hawkeye stay because and uh, Hawkeye will like stay and Black Widow. Ruffalo is not doing because much. if you saw if but if you saw in that trailer that you saw like Hawkeye training somebody that's got to be Kate Bishop like that's like his yeah. Protege. Well, Ronan will stay because he's got he's taking on the Ronan shit so we'll take on that because it can last and only because Hawkeye was always a background regardless so he'll stay. Um, Falco will probably stay because he's e- easily... Bucky becomes the new Captain America. That's yeah, what I think it's gonna easy transition. So Bucky will take that because... Then we got Spider-Man. Dead. Spider-Man is going to keep going because Far From Home and he's still very young. Um, Captain Marvel, of course. So you think Captain Marvel... Kevin Spider-Man. said Black, uh, Black Panther might stay. Because I know there's a sequel planning. Be- Doctor Strange. Only if they want to involve them. Only. And it'll be side. Don't involve them, but side. Because him and the scientists, his sister, like, they're, they're, they well, will he's stay. He's not an adventure now. No. No, he's but not he's dead. not an adventure. But his no, sister he is. He was never. He has not been. He well, wasn't uh, an adventure at all. Yeah, Civil War. You don't think they wouldn't count him in there? No, he's not. Because that's the thing. The only three, four new Avengers, even with Bucky, have been taken away. Or Scarlet, uh, Witch, Scarlet Witch, Vision, Vision, Thor. Oh, I'm uh, Black or uh, pardon me, Falcon. Yeah, Falcon. Thor, Hulk, and Spider Man. Sure, those are the only new ones, and they made a deal about it when each of them became an event, an actual Avenger. Yeah, Bucky's not a Winter Soldier is not an Avenger. No, Black yeah. Panther is not an Avenger. No. Uh, I think who else would maybe be Falcon was Falcon was because at the end of, of Age of Ultron he wasn't with Bucky or he wasn't with Steve he was but he became a, like an actual Avenger because at the end of Age of Ultron uh, Falcon, and then remember in Ant-Man he was at the he was guarding the Avengers building yeah, Ant-Man is not an Avenger no he's not so there's several people that are not Avengers right Falcon now Falcon is but not Avenger but well, Ant-Man isn't. Falcon is, but yes, Ant-Man but isn't. Yes, but Ant-Man is not. And neither is Bucky. Like, all by himself. But, like, that's... Like, they could become Avengers, but, like, they, they make a big deal when you become an Avenger. Like, with that whole thing where he knights yeah. Spider-Man. It's like, now nah, you're an Avenger. It's like, you're a fucking Avenger kid. Yeah. yeah okay, okay. Understandable. It's only because I'm saying... Because there's, there's so many... Even within Civil War, there's so many interchangeable people... But it's like, uh, like if we're gonna even do the Scarlet Witch and shit, like take, I mean, she's I can dead. See her but unless they're gonna make her and Vision just like walk off, and that's gonna be the, the show, the, the, the show, show that's being. Like, remember, we still got that. Like and then supposedly Falcon and Winter Soldier are gonna have a show too. I still say, I still say it's gonna be Captain America and 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 Falcon. I say that's what it's actually gonna be. They're like not waiting. saying it, but I think that's what they're gonna. It's what it's yeah, gonna Bucky's be. gonna end up taking the shield. He's probably end up taking up the shield. That's what I think. I mean, I, th- I, th- I think we can do like I, I would say you can do Captain Marvel, who who's not an Avenger either, but I bet you she'll be an Avenger. I can't see them excluding uh, Black Panther. I think he would. Well, come you think around. Black Widow will stay? I think Black Widow will stay. Uh, Black Widow yeah. will stay. Yeah. 
Easy. I can't wait for that movie. Because I know they're hiring. They're getting some great actors. Like, I know Emma Watson's been talked to. Oh, if they get uh, Emma Watson in there. If they make a the movie. Best. If they make it. It'd be great, but if they make it. Oh, they are making oh, they, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're already casting. I think they're... Yeah, they're, right, they're, already, they're rounding out their cast right now. If they, if they, Emma Watson would be huge. And then Far From Home, I mean, we still got that movie still that's coming out. And of course, you know, now, like I said, with Disney Fox, we're going to get the last X-Men film. Because, technically, Dark Phoenix. Which is going to be the last of, you know, this whole X-Men universe. I got to say, like, Sophie Turner is the perfect Jean Grey. But... I, like, I'm really sad that it seems like they've kind of hit on a fairly good cast, and now it's all going to change. Yeah. Because, like... This is, like, the last, you know... The guy that they got doing... Well, I mean, how, they can't have Quicksilver again. No. But Quicksilver was more of an adventure than he ever was in X-Men. Yeah. In the comics. hmm And Scarlet Witch wouldn't... Like, they make no mention of his sister in the X-Men movies. Yeah. So that's kind of, he's off the board, uh, at least for, like, you know, I guess M- Marvel Universe X-Men movies, yeah. but uh, I don't know. Like, I, I actually, I'm looking forward to Dark Phoenix. I think it'll be good. I think it's kind of going to be kind of weird, like, knowing that, all right, this is just this is gonna the, be the last end of the line one, yeah. and something new is going to happen. Yeah. Because I know Kevin Feige read the draft for Dark Phoenix and he said he enjoyed the draft. I guess they shared it with him. And he read it like he enjoyed it, so I'm looking forward to that film because it's like, like I said, it's the last. Film. Because right now, New Mutants basically, I don't think it's happening. I don't think it's going to be released in theaters because I've heard they've been having either problems with reshots. I mean, there've been talks of Pi going to Hulu, not going to theaters, or possibly going to Disney streaming. I think they've doubted themselves and delayed themselves into a corner. Mm. Like, like, like they they kept pushing it back. To the point that, like, the unthinkable happened, which is the company got sold. Yeah. Like, like now what are they going to do? I mean, that might not have been what... Like, all the X-Men stuff, it might not have been what Marvel would have done. And this is just coming out too late in the game for it yeah. to make any sense. But, which is too bad, because I, I, I think it, it sounds like an interesting idea from what I've read about it, but... Like, I guess I wait and see because the course, you know, with the, the, speaking of Deadpool, like we still, well, I like what Bob, what Bob Eager said, the CEO of Disney said they're gonna, they're, we're gonna keep Deadpool the way it is. It's doing good as R rated. I mean, they're open to a deal making an R rated Marvel studio film. Mm-hmm. I mean, Black Widow. I mean, originally there were talks of possibly making that rated R, but they they didn't say officially yet. But they see how the success that Deadpool is doing. And, of course, you know, with Deadpool, they're playing, you know, X-Force, like the next film they're playing, I'm working on. Which I'm looking forward to because, I mean, of course, you know, I mean, honestly, Ryan Reynolds does a great job with Deadpool. I enjoy him with Deadpool. He is Deadpool. He is Deadpool. Yeah, and he seems to really enjoy it. uh, He seems to enjoy, like, he's having fun with it. Josh Brolin was a great Cable. I think that's a character. I kind of like, yeah, I think he did a good job as Cable, so it's like... I, that's a very hard character in general uh, to even understand reading, much less... God, reading. yes. Yeah. I like Domino. I like her. Very... Domino? Yeah. I, mean, I like Domino. Yeah. I, like, I like her, like, the way they made her power. Like, and actually... 
And the devil's like, look is not, look is not a power. The devil's like, look is not a superpower. <laughs> no, yeah, they, they, they did a really good job of making a bunch of people that are not easily translatable to the screen. Like, mm-hmm. you don't matter. So it was a good, it was a good thing. I, I can't see it again tying into the main universe, but that's fine. Not everything has to. No, I mean, it can easily just make it like a spinoff or something, you know. Like I said, they just have to, we'll see how it goes, you know, now with the Disney Fox deal finally done. Like I said, hopefully, like, with Endgame and hopefully they don't rush, you know, the X-Men Fantastic Four right away. They just got to find a way to, like, slowly ease them in. Or even mention them by name, because now they can actually use the name Mutant. That can, they can actually mention the name Mutant. Yeah, and it's like... Before I, they were just saying Inhumans. So they were saying just Inhumans. They were just using that term, or power people. But now they can actually... I don't think we will ever hear of the Inhumans again. No. Never. I, I know they tried the series. I, I saw the series. It was it, awful. Yes, it was. It, it was the single worst product they've ever released. I mean, the actors it, were okay, but it just... It, I wish the writing was a little bit better. If um, the actors had been given good material... Yeah. It would have been great. Yes, but it would have, yeah. It was, like... I don't know if you saw Andy. I saw me. No. You should not see it. Well, <laughs> it's I'm not terrible. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen, they're talking about doing the, well, it's been confirmed. The Immortals? The Eternals. The Eternals, yeah. And that, like, I just read a theory, again, I, I usually read comic book resources or Nutrama, yeah. uh, but uh, people are theorizing now that the Eternals are going to kind of slot into that space that the Inhumans would have taken, because, I don't know if there's an easy way to summarize the Eternals. They're a nearly immortal race that were created by the Celestials, which we've seen in the... Guardians Volume 2, yeah. Uh, that were created by the Celestials. They're kind of isolated. And they were often mistaken for Greek gods. Hmm. Because they had and they had names that were similar. They're obviously influenced. Like, yeah, you, know, you can tell like, like, like you know, mythology. There's Icarus, uh, Marakai, Circe, like all these characters that were named. Like in the like, I'm trying to. Think and then remember, the we got world, they were inspired by the Greek gods, but in the comics, they are immortal characters that actually existed through the Greek times that people would see and they see this like who is that person like hurling across the sky at super speed oh it must be Mercury the god no it's Marakai the uh, eternal and so like people are saying like okay well maybe this will be something that will help like fill those storylines and me and those characters existed thousands of years ago and they're immortal and are going, you know, to the to the day. So people are wondering if they're going to start exploring, like, the deep past of Marvel mm-hmm. through these characters. Yeah, I mean that that too. And of course, now we got wait like two years before we see Daredevil and all those characters get portrayed again. Because of course, there's a whole Netflix deal. The mm-hmm. the contract clause, like those characters can't be. Once the show got canceled, all those characters cannot be portrayed again on screen for like two years. All those actors are young, though. Like, honestly, two years for those actors, if they chose to bring them back... I mean, they can easily, not, fit, they yeah. can easily fit them in. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, Charlie Cox was a great Daredevil. I enjoyed him as Matt Murdock, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. There's hope. John Berthold as the Punisher? I mean, come on. 
He's probably the definitive Punisher, honestly. At this point. Like, his experience and, like, his demeanor and everything. I still have not finished him. Uh, yeah, I still got to catch up on yeah. those shows. Who knows how long they'll have those shows on until, you know, eventually. Who knows I would think they'll probably keep them as long as they can, honestly. Just for the sake of, they've already paid for it, so why not keep them? Yeah, it'd be worse. Just take them off like that. So what do you think? Like, if you want to, like, talk about, we'll talk briefly about Endgame, like, your theory-wise. I mean, to me, honestly, they're gonna, there's going to be time travel involved. My theory is there's going to be time travel involved. I mean, based on what Doctor Strange said in Infinity War, you know, of all the million scenarios, he found only one that will work. But he never mentioned that this scenario is the one that's going to work. Because they had to find a way because it all relates to the quantum realm that, you know, Scott Lang traversed and how Hank Payne was able to get into that realm to free uh, Janet. So, I mean, there is going to be some time travel involved because it, based on what the, tr- the the first Endgame trailer was, you see Scott Lang in that security camera footage, you see it says Archive. And, and you see 1987. So you're going to see that Scott Lang finds his way out of the Quantum Realm, but in a different time period. Well, so I'm thinking it's gonna, like, they're going to, like, honestly to me, it's like they're going to go back in time and try to undo or rewrite, you know, history, basically. I guess if you're asking for, like, what's my... Like, if I were to have to put my money down, I'm going to say that they're going to try it, but it's not going to work. I'm going to go ahead and say this is a... They've been leading us to the quantum realm very clearly. So it's not going to be the quantum realm. Something different's going to happen. That's what I think. I think it will. I, I don't know. I can't guess what it will be, but I'm going to put my money against Quantum Realm hmm. as being the actual solution. Hmm. I guess I'm Bingo. Oh, man. I. That's good because it's only because, yeah, I. I agree with that. Um, they don't want to lead us into the quantum realm just yet because too early especially with somebody like Thanos very almighty but like too early too early for quantum shit like especially too early when you're when you should represent um Fantastic Four first um especially when you're doing Iron Man as dynamic Fantastic Four as someone if you're gonna do quantum shit and then, and if you want to introduce Scroll, Captain Marvel will introduce that perfectly, and you already got the spaceship. So it's like, if you're doing that, it's perfect to set up the other phase, mm-hmm. but not with the people you have now, especially not with Thanos. No way. Because, no way. Because you're introducing Captain Marvel, you're to, you, with that, you're introducing Scroll. you're bypassing Fantastic Four lore that could easily be brought into the mix... Um, which can lead to interplanetary shit, which Captain or which Guardians of the Galaxy enter in easily if you use them right. Um, so it it would be, I think it would be a mistake for them to do to upheld the quantum shit just with the Infinity stuff. So have finish out the Thanos stuff. But you need to introduce other shit. 
they may not introduce fantastic or fantastic four in the same way we would think they would but he might elite like allude to it they might they might not even x-men but they might mm-hmm. it's just good you have to pay attention to the details because they have to close it out no matter what we think is going to happen they have to close it out if they want to leave it open for the next next phase Marvel dynamic phase that they just bought into Disney's not buying into because they need to they don't need to they did it because they have to (laughs) if they want to stay relevant in the next generation to come which will be people who don't know anything besides streaming and people who do know the difference but are still holding on to nostalgic programs because that's what we're used to and that's what their the further slash previous generation is going to be used to cool so you think quantum realm though that's your call yeah yeah time travel quantum realm traveling throwing all our fucking mythological enthusiasm into that yeah the the quantum realm because we're going to right with everything involved quantum is fuck Right? Yeah. I wish Marvel, Captain Marvel was like that. It was just like, I, we all, I, I would assume that we all wanted it to be that quantum realm leap, but it didn't. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be happy. Well, I don't say happy no matter what, because who knows? Uh, they could somehow tank the whole thing, I guess. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm just open to the idea that there's some other seed that has been planted that we're just not looking at because they've pushed us toward the quantum realm. Yeah. And with their ability, with, with I think it's great that they are now completely open to the idea of faking the trailers and lying to you in the trailers in order to keep the movies Stand surprising. Up. Like, that's fine. I don't care. Like, I'm not buying a ticket to the trailer. I'm buying a ticket to the movie. Yeah. So, like, with that, like, uh, you know, people are saying, like, okay, that, you know, like, was Brie Larson edited out of that walk of people in the suits, you know, to, like, like you know, they're all wearing those, like, supposedly the Quantum Realm suits. Mm-hmm. Or was she edited out of that scene where... They're all looking up out on the field outside of the Avengers compound and seeing something come down, you know. Well, she edited out of that. I was like, I think that's great. I would rather be lied to the entire, like, lead up to the movie. And then they show that. And have the movie be good and be like, yeah, it's like nobody talk, like, nobody's gonna, like, 10 years from now be like, well, the trailer had Show a couple scenes where they're in this, and they're in their room and they're like, oh, fuck, maybe we should. Yeah, it's like, yeah, maybe we should You're watching the movie in 10 years. Like, keep that the big surprise. So, I'm just, I'm gonna go for a surprise ending. Alright, cool. That pretty much will do it for tonight. Um, like I said, uh, thank you, Mano, for joining us. Um, like I said, this was a whole Marvel episode. Um, also, too, we just wanted to make an announcement. We just opened up a store on Teespring. Yeah. So now you can actually get shirts. Um, it's on teespring.com slash pop, And you can go in our store. We got T-shirts. We got hoodies. We got a coffee mug with the logo on it with the Talking Pop logo on there. We got, you know, kids' shirts, women's shirts, 
guy shirts. Um, like I said, we got hoodies. We got like you can get our logo on a iPhone case or a Samsung case. So check it out, guys. You know that money will go towards supporting the podcast. You know, like I said, it's teespring.com slash talk and pop. Check it out. Prices are reasonable. Shipping is great. Um, the like, people at Teespring will help you out with your ordering needs. Like I said, all the money, all the proceeds will go to support this podcast. Like I said. This is independently run. I'm not sponsored by anybody. I just want to put it out there. You know, we're doing this just to share, you know, our opinions with you guys, the listeners. And as always, I'm the franchise and geek on and take care.